Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Hey guys, welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. My name's Trey, I'm your guest this- Oh, wait. Sorry, Kayla. You <laughs> <laughs> Trey, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you here. I was actually thinking about it a little bit, and I think we probably all met because of the worship team, like back yeah. when we were all yeah, in high school, say. like with like choir and mm-hmm. weekend and like youth group worship. So it's just so fun to have you here today to be talking a little bit about worship. And thanks for giving your time to join us today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for letting me join you. Yeah. And thanks for um, welcoming our guests. <laughs> yes, we appreciate <laughs> We thought that would be fun. Well, Trey, um, Kayla and I, we both have had the privilege of getting to know you and see God working in your life through some different seasons of life, which has been really neat. Um, but can you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, or any other fun facts before we dive into our topic for today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my immediate family uh, is myself, my little brother, my mom, and my dog, Rocco. Mm. Um, But I guess my fun fact or so is it's getting ready to get quite a bit larger um, as this March uh, I'll be being married, I guess, is how that works. So, um, as we're learning, as we're looking at the guest list, that family is about to get a whole lot larger. So, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's it's very very exciting. Um, and I am on staff with Northwoods Community Church as a multi-site worship leader. So Northwoods has uh, several campuses, and basically, I kind of get the opportunity of making sure we're equipped to make sure everything goes well on the weekend from the technical standpoint or the music standpoint. I also get to help out rotating, leading worship at these campuses as well, too. So. Yeah, that's going to be so neat to be able to go around to the different campuses. I've only been able to a little bit go around to some yeah. of the different campuses and be a part of those teams, but it's really probably neat to see that God's at work in all those different campuses, oh, no yeah. matter where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've been out there. They're fun though. I enjoy it. Um, so Lydia and I kind of know a little bit of your story of how you ended up in this position that you're at with um, what you just shared about multi-site worship leader. But can you share a little bit for our listeners about your journey into uh, vocational ministry? Like what was it like to be obedient when things maybe weren't looking how you thought they would look? Or how did you know that being full-time in ministry was what you wanted to do or what you were supposed to do? Can you just share a little bit about that story? Yeah, so um, it's a actually a pretty long story, <laughs> but I guess it kind of goes back to me almost like when it got started out. And for me, there was kind of a moment in, in a local event that happened here where um, about midway through this week, you know, something just kind of clicked for me when I realized that like, God was uh, just wanting so much more than just, you know, me going through the motions or saying mm-hmm. the right things or, yeah. or just kind of doing the right things. But instead he actually was genuinely interested in my heart. And um, a while after that realization, I decided like, I just wanted to get involved. So at the time it looked like me just getting involved with our um, middle school ministry at Northwoods and helping out with worship there. Oh. And eventually that kind of transitioned into joining the core leadership team of our high school ministry, which mm-hmm. Kayla and I have plenty of funny and <laughs> <laughs> fun times. Awesome fun times. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, but then it actually ended up transitioning to me going to the University of Iowa um, and helping out with our campus ministry there. Mm-hmm. And it's actually interesting because the way I had planned it, which is obviously the way God always likes right, to do it, right? Right, that's the best plan, the way we plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to be a part of this campus ministry that's very similar to Northwood. It's very large and you know, so on and so forth. And it actually turned out into me being a part of this campus ministry that was like a setup, teardown thing and like not exalt, not at all what I intended to be mm-hmm. a part of. Um, but it's actually really cool looking back on that now because, you know, through having all those times where it was a setup and teardown thing, I got to learn a lot about the tech side of things. Um, and also it really just kind of prepared me for the role that I am in now, um, which looking back, I never would have thought it would be doing. Right. Um, but it's, it's actually really, really cool getting to see how like, you know, all the training that I had to receive to know how to set these things up and tear it down or what do you do when everything goes wrong? <laughs> because, you know, let's Even be honest. Even when you don't set up and tear down. <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of happens sometimes. Yeah. So, um, it really did prepare me well and, um. I'm I'm pretty thankful for it. Although again, it wasn't the path that I thought that I would mm-hmm. take, and um, I never even thought that I would go to the University of Iowa to learn how to become a better worship leader. Because obviously, right. they don't have a worship leader track um, <laughs> at a Big Ten <laughs> university. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a little bit as to what that journey has looked like, and. You know, looking back at, especially again, living in the multi-site world, it's, it's been really cool to just to see like how God like really did plan each of those steps, even though yeah. it's not, you know, maybe the way I would have done it or the way I would have thought to lay it out, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can be so hard when you're in the middle of something uh, to see how this is going to work out. But I think it's just always amazing how you can look back and see oh, yeah. how faithful and see the things that God was teaching you and just how that um, ends up working, um, not just for your good, but for the good of the church and his kingdom and help move things forward. It's just so amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Well, there's so much found in God's word about what it means for Christians to worship God. Now, Trey, for you, what do you think it means to worship God? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so at Northridge, we kind of do this thing um, called Creative Arts Academy. And on one of the first nights, they'll talk about um, what the word worship it means and actually traces back to the old English word of worship. Um, and it's kind of the greater question of like, what in our life are we assigning our worth to? So I think in that, in worship, that's exactly what we're doing. We're telling God, hey, like you're worthy of, you know, however we're worshiping. And it doesn't have to just be limited to music. Um, It can be me, like as I'm shoveling my driveway, like that can be my way of worshiping the Lord. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, it can go from greeting to parking to all these other areas that God has really just given us. And um, again, to me, to worship is to say that, you know, that we're valuing him in that way. And especially us when there are just hundreds of things that are fighting for our attention, um, it really can be a little bit of a battle telling him that. Yeah. Um, or showing that to him. But I, yeah, I think that's kind of what it means to me. Yeah. Yeah. One verse that always comes to mind for me, you know, worship is an offering to God, whatever that is, your gifts. You right. mentioned serving him um, or an offering of, you know, song and mm-hmm. praise to him. Um, just reminding him how worthy he is and how he's so deserving of all the praise and all the glory. And a verse that comes to mind is Romans 12, 1. Um, so where it says, so then my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God. And I feel like just 
overarching all of those different things are being a living sacrifice to God. And when we're submitting all of those gifts, all of the obedience that we have in our lives for Him, um, then we're living as living sacrifices to Him. And and that's an offering of worship. That's an offering yeah. of praise. Yeah. Uh, I think it is the book, The Air I Breathe by Louis Giglio. That definition just always helps me so much. And I'm paraphrasing because it's been a little while since I've looked <laughs> at it word for word, but it's honoring God both individually and corporately, which we're going to get into for who he is and what he's done. Like if mm-hmm. we're responding to God for something that he has done or for who he is, then that's worshiping him. If we're responding to him in a, in a biblical way, then that that's mm-hmm. honoring to him. So. Yeah, I love how you say that it's a response. Yeah, it's a response. So music is definitely included, but there are so many responses to God for who he is and what he's done. Like that list is endless. And so that always helps me remember and put it outside of just what maybe we tend to go to naturally when we say the word worship. Yeah, and there's, there's another book that... Um, our creative arts team at Northwood got the chance to go through and read. And um, <laughs> the author in it kind of basically talks about how, like, if he were to tell his wife, like, I hug you, <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like, that's just like saying, like, yes, like, we love you, but like, there has to be like the action behind it yes. as well, too. And worship, in, in my opinion, it's is like picture. our way of instead of just saying, God, I hug you, but like, <laughs> God, like, I do love you. And like, this is the way that I'm yeah. showing it, you know? Mm-hmm. It'd be even kind of looking at it from another standpoint, it'd be one thing if I like, told my dog, like, I feed you, but I didn't actually give him any food. Like, you know, like, yeah. there'd be like a little bit of a different situation yeah. on our hands here. Yeah. So it, it really is just incredible when you get to look at the larger picture of how good God is. They would give us so many different ways that we can worship him, that we can serve him. And all that does get to come out of the overflow um, of the love that we have for him. So Yeah, that's really good. So um, diving in a little bit to uh, the corporate side, what do you think the benefits are for corporate worship? Because we see that a lot throughout the Bible of all the people gather together, worship, praise, honor God, respond to God. What do you think some of the benefits there are there? Yeah, so I think the capital C church um, is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Um, If nothing else, just like for the community component of it. Um, one, because I guess as I'm, as I'm looking at the life of Jesus, you know, we realize that like he came to this earth, one, not just to free us from the grip of sin on our life, but also to, for his church or his bride. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we get to look at that, that instance alone, we just realize how much importance it carries to him. And if it's something that's important to Jesus, then it has to be important to us as Christians as well too. And, you know, I I think even if we look at his word, you know, he says like, if two or more are gathered in my name, like I'll be there as well too. So I I think that really like, even in getting to do things like this, like with us as believers get to gathering together, you know, I am able to kind of be sharpened myself through that. And, you know, it's really hard for iron to sharpen iron if the other iron isn't there, (laughs) you know? True. So it's just incredibly important. That is how that works. (laughs) (laughs) So. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I think about there's just something special in the unity that comes um, from gathering with other uh, believers. I'm not going to lie. Even, so we're recording this on a Monday. On yesterday, on Sunday, I had the weekend off and I was like, 
Do I have to? I mean, we have online service. Yeah. I could just watch it at home. Like I'm there all the time. And like I had that that fight in my head of like, is it worth it to go and gather together? And um, thankfully I had some accountability from my family. And so like I did go and it was so much better to be in the room, to be um, with my family, with my friends, to, you know, see people after and just that community that you're talking about. Um, and like I almost missed out on that just because like I was tired and it just um, reminded me of, I mean, over and over again, Paul reiterates to the church, like, don't give up meeting together. Yeah. Don't neglect being around each other. Like that is such an important part in scripture we see mm-hmm. all throughout the early church. Well, and even if we go back to like exactly what you're saying there, the c- accountability component yes. of it. Like you better believe that like, if I'm not showing up to church, <laughs> Then, well, first off, I wouldn't have a job. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> also, that. But, yeah, if you're in ministry, on, definitely show up. Yeah. But on the other side, too, like, I know the fact that, like, my small group or my group of friends is going to be saying, Trey, where are you at? Yeah. You know, or especially, like, if you're part of a smaller church or, like, of a smaller campus, like, here at Northwoods, like, I know that some of these people on this campus are going to be knocking down my door saying, right. Trey, like, are you okay? Like, are you sick? What's going on? How can we be pray, praying for you? And, you know, like, what can we be doing? Because, yeah. you know, like, it's kind of just like a family. If I just don't go to like family events and I just kind of stop visiting people, then like, you're missed. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, if you aren't plugged into that community, again, that is just so important to Jesus, um, then you don't really get that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think of so many times um, where I have come in, maybe like, tired or I don't know if I want to be here or what's going on. And like other people have had the encouragement. Other people have had the faith maybe that I'm like, I, I'm not feeling it right now, or this has been really hard. And I, you know, and other people being around me, or even just maybe the words that are spoken in a service or the songs that are sung, like somebody else is declaring that truth over me when I maybe don't have the words for it. And like, you miss that when you don't gather corporately with other Mm. believers. Yeah, and that just shows the power of worship too. Yeah, You know, when we focus ourselves on the goodness of God and we're thanking Him and praising Him for who He is, yeah. then it helps, you know, we need worship even more in those times right. when we think we don't yeah. want to be in that corporate worship. We yeah. need it even more because that's how we combat the lies of the enemy. That's how we cast out fear is by worship. Yeah, I can't focusing on him. think of how many times that like song that I've heard hundreds of times, but get to a service and where I'm at coming into it, it hits me in such a different way. And it was like the exact encouragement or truth about who God is that I needed that I would have missed out on had I not, you know, come together corporately with other yeah. believers. And that kind of brings us into what we're going to talk about next. You know, the awesome thing about worship is that God, as we talked about earlier, He responds to His people pouring out praise to Him. Mm -hmm. And praise invites His presence. And when we praise, God dwells in that place of praise. So one verse that always comes to mind while I'm worshiping um, is Psalm 22, 3, which says, He inhabits the praises of His people. Mm -hmm. And that verse just reminds me that when we praise, He lives there and he's so 
pleased with that. He loves when we come to him with praise. And as someone who serves in worship ministry as well, and I know we've each had experiences like this, there've definitely been specific times where the Lord met me in an intimate way or spoke in a very powerful way um, while I was worshiping him. So Trey, we would love to just hear about a time or a few times when God met you specifically as you were worshiping him. Yeah. Um, well, I guess one time that I can think of is probably like my favorite place in the entire world. And, um, that's at a a camp that our church likes to go to. And I was sitting, they have this, (laughs) they have this blob tower. Um, Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been launched like into (laughs) space several times from that thing, but I've never done it. Um, I love just like especially as I worked out there as a camp counselor one summer, just being able just to sit up there um, when kids aren't getting launched off of the top of it and just like, just allow myself just to sit and just kind of overlook, um, I, is it Lake Michigan? Like there's some lake or something out there that it's on. And, uh, Bankson, right? Yeah. Possibly. There it is. <laughs> is that it? That sounds right. I don't okay. know. <laughs> but like, just to be able to like sit there and just like relax and, you know, I was just kind of gotten in one of those moods where I was just kind of like just telling God like all the things that I wanted. And, you know, he just like stopped and he just pressed into my heart and just said like, Trey, like it's going to be okay. Like I created the universe. Like I placed every single drop into this lake. And like, mm-hmm. I like put every single grain of sand on this beach that you're standing on as well. And he's like, and I also formed like every fiber of your own being. And like, he's like, I just know you so intimately well. And like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, that, that seems like such a small thing, but you know, I, I, it was just so important to me because in this world, we kind of, like I said, have so many things just fighting for our attention. And, um, there's just so many things like constantly going on. Yeah. But like, for me, that moment of just being able to sit back and relax and just like, breathe it in and just take in like what God Mm. has created was incredibly important to me. Um, Another time that I could think of was at the University of Iowa um, and after first semester, not saying that anyone should do this, but I was kind of telling (laughs) God, um, I was like, hey, you know, I I really don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. And I I was like looking at transferring to another school. um, And I I was like, God, if if you you don't if you want me to be here, then just like show me by the end of this first semester. Otherwise, like I'm gonna take that as my sign that I'm supposed to uh, move on. And I remember in a time of worship, there was like a prayer night or something going on with this campus ministry that I was a part of. And in the middle of it, he kind of just said, like, I, I said, God, like, what do you want me to do? And he he kind of said, like, well, I want you to stay here. And I kind of did one of those mm-hmm. things where you're like. Oh, maybe that wasn't really God. <laughs> maybe that maybe was me. Sure. Yeah. Maybe no, that was me. Real. And he like told yeah, me a couple the, more times. Yeah. And I did yeah, the same no, thing. I, been there. Yep. <laughs> and um and then like another instance the next day, I was at like another prayer meeting and, and he did the same thing and he was like, Trey, like I like I know what I'm doing. Like I put you here for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. I'm up to something huge on this campus and I want you to be a part of it. But he's like, but in order to do that, like you have to stay here and you have to trust me. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm telling you, this was not like anything glamorous at all. Like it was not like this huge concert. It was literally like one person with their guitar and then like kind of like just like awkward silence, like filling like random <laughs> gaps of time as well. But like it was those moments that like just spoke to me and like still to this day are so important to me because it really did like shape who I am. So 
Those are a couple mm, instances. Wow. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love how you shared one instance that was, you know, not music related and then another that sort of was yeah. because even God's creation, I love how you mentioned creation because we can worship him as the creator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can worship him as the creator, as the savior, as the redeemer, you know, all the different names that we can place on God yeah. for who he is. And that's just neat that even through his creation, you were able to be encouraged. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so going off of that, what are some ways that we can express praise to God outside of music? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think one thing that I've really just come to love, especially as, um, we've been in this fast is journaling and, Mm. uh, I, it's, sometimes it's a little easier than others, but like, I love just like taking like a page out of my journal and just saying like, these are the things that like God did the previous day and just like thanking him and praising him for that. Um, and then I also just like to be able to like go back and like, it's really cool when you've gone a little bit ahead, like a few days out and you just like want to like read back a few pages. Cause then you have record of like the cool things that God has done. Right. Um, but even for me, I, I've looked back through some journals from back when I was in college <laughs> and just looking at the things that seem like this, like my world was ending. Like in, if I didn't figure out where I was going to intern this summer mm-hmm. <laughs> and like looking back at like how God just like just showed up and yeah. it, it actually wasn't the end of the world. Like mm-hmm. everything turned out okay. So journaling. Um, and then also sometimes, like I said to you, it, it's kind of cool just to just to sit down and just take it in. Whether that's like you just laying out like on the back porch and looking up at the stars and just like relaxing, not just telling God everything that you want to get done and get everything solved, but instead just taking a second just to breathe and relax and, you know, just take confidence in, in who he is and the fact that he is the creator and like, it's going to be all right. So, yeah. yeah, that's so good. I love that you mentioned um, journaling. Anyone who knows me knows I love to journal. <laughs> um, I brought my whole box to the youth retreat this year just to make a point about it. Uh, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, because we do see in scripture, I think specifically, um, this was the lesson that they did in Discovery Land this weekend um, with the Israelite people and how important it was for them to remember all the things that God had done for them. And um, they had their 12 stones that they pulled out of the river when they walked into the promised land, when they crossed the Jordan river. And just like, God was like, no, I need you to pull a stone out one for each tribe so that you remember what I did for you here. And not only you remember, you can tell your children, children, like you can tell future generations of who I am and what I've done and not just who I am in this abstract, this is who God is, but who I was to you in this moment. And I think journaling is just such a powerful way to see that. I know there have been times that I have flipped through and looked back at things when I was 16 years old or 20 years old and been like, oh my goodness, it was not that big of a deal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you were saying, like, it's it's okay. It all worked out. World's not going to end. But other points where I was like, wow, God was so faithful in that situation yeah. now that it's four four years later. And, you know, you look back at just a couple of days and you're like, God, what are you doing? Like, it's only been a couple of days. I don't see how you're moving. It still seems confusing, but you look back a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a couple yeah. of years and you can just see his hand and his faithfulness and his goodness throughout all of it that you just can't see when you're right in the middle of it. So I love journaling from that aspect. And one of my one of my favorite stories too is actually um, it's a story of David and Goliath, and it wasn't just the fact that like David took off 
or took Goliath out, you know, with a little <laughs> pebble. Um, but what was really cool was kind of looking at it's in First Samuel 17, like kind of in between like around like the 30s verses or something around there. But he said, like when the king's saying like, are you serious? Like there's no way that you could do this. Like I sent out like my best men, mm-hmm. no one can do it. And you think that you are just gonna go take him out. Like you don't even belong in this conversation. But I love David's response. He said like the same God that like saved me from the hand of the lion and mm-hmm. of the bear it will deliver me from this Philistine. And what I love about that is like David is like recalling on his history with God. Right. And especially as you're looking at a future that like maybe seems like questionable or scary or whatever. Like if you know your history with God, like you know what God is going to do moving forward. Like you know that he's still gonna be faithful and he's gonna deliver you from it. So like for me, especially when times get tough, I love getting to look back and say, Mm -hmm. oh, well, God did this. So this Mm -hmm. is nothing. Like this is like a cakewalk. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah. And I think by doing that, it leads to more praise, right? I'm not reading that and being like, okay, cool. Like I'm going, I'm like, man, thank you, Jesus, for bringing me through that then and Mm -hmm. that you are the same God now for whatever I'm going through. And so it leads to more adoration for God, for more worship. It leads to us responding as we're reflecting. That is very much a part of our relationship with God as reflecting. Um, And one of the things my mom would say to us kids is, find out who God is for yourself. Like know God for yourself, like know who he is to you. And I think that developing that history with him, like you were saying, is part Mm -hmm. of that is like, I know not that he's just done this in general, but that he has done this for me. And that makes all Mm -hmm. the difference. Yeah. What it makes me think about too right now, there's so many songs and there's so much found in scripture about worship being our our weapon, mm-hmm. you know, That's against right. yes. the enemy. Yes. And it's like, if we can have so much confidence in knowing what God is, has done, then we have confidence to know that he'll do it again yeah. and that we can use our worship, our praise as a weapon against the enemy. Yeah, absolutely. So, so powerful. Yeah. I love that. Very good. So Trey, there may be some listeners today who are feeling called to possibly enter into worship ministry or maybe just new to serving or leading in worship ministry. What advice do you have for someone who might be a new worship leader? Yeah. So I guess one of the obvious things is get plugged in. <laughs> like, right. you know, like if you are kind of on the fence, like, oh, man, like I, I can kind of play guitar, but I, you know, I don't really know. Just go for it. Like, you know, what's the worst that happens? Like they just say, hey, like, you know, you aren't ready yet, but like, let's get you plugged in some guitar lessons or something. Or if you are a vocalist and like, go, you know, figure out how you can start serving in that capacity. So that's the obvious one, but um, some things that I've learned as well too, and I've got a little list, so Ooh, sorry. go for it. I would love <laughs> um, to hear this oh, list. I love it. But. Well, and, and for our listeners who might not know, you know, you've been doing worship ministry for a while, you know, through the years of youth and high school and everything like that, but you are pretty new in the last couple of years to like full-time yeah. worship ministry. So really anyone who's out there who's in this season, I feel like, Trey, you have a lot of good advice because you're, you know, you're right, right there, there yeah. right, right now. But also, as you're saying too, I am still learning. Yes, <laughs> so, we all like, are. I'm yes. never going to have it completely mm-hmm. figured out. But um, some things that I have learned, um, probably the hard way, because I'm hard-headed, um, is one is self-care is huge. Um, and it's very, very hard to lead from a place of overflow when your cup is empty. Um, furthermore, if you as a worship leader, um, or you just as a leader in general, in any capacity, um, 
you really just have to recognize that you set the pace for your team. So mm-hmm. if I'm burnt out and I'm expecting my team to like live like a really good pace life, that's not actually realistic. So recognizing that you set the pace for your team and like that goes, you know, looking at like even being prepared for rehearsal and thing as well too. So there's one thing. Um, the second thing is like, God, the creator of all the universe has entrusted you like with his church and with these people. And that is a huge, like that's kind of scary for me when I think about it. Mm. But um, with that, like we have to recognize that it's not a privilege or something to be taken very lightly. So like that's why we have to make sure to put in the time to make sure we're musically and spiritually prepared as well too. You know, it's one thing like just to be able to, (laughs) I used to tell people like get up on the stage and sing pretty. But like the fact of the matter (laughs) is like if all we're doing is just, you know, singing words off the screen, like, we're really nothing more than just a karaoke band. And like, that's not at all what worship was ever intended to be. So we have to make sure that we're spiritually prepared as well too. There's someone, um, one of my coworkers who says like, if you're a vocalist, like read through the song, like it's a story, like think about every single word, pray through it Mm -hmm. um, and like ask the Lord, like what it means. So um, another thing that we have is kind of along these lines is it's incredibly difficult to, to lead a band or vocal team if you are not, 100% on your own parts. Again, you know, we set the pace. And this is one of the ones I've had to learn the hard way. It's very hard for me to, you know, talk to my drummer and say, hey, like, can you do this here if I don't actually know what I'm doing? So (laughs) there's that there. Mm -hmm. Um, And along those lines is communication is key. So um, I I know for a while when I would try and talk to drummers, I would do like, can you do like the doom, doom, cat, doom, doom, cat thing? (laughs) And they're like... Bro, what? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, do I do that too. I hear it in my head. Yeah, yeah. and they're uh, thankfully God just been really faithful to like <laughs> give them the gift of interpretation or something. <laughs> but like for me, like as a worship leader, I realized like okay, I need to like figure out how I can better communicate. So for me, like I've taken some drum lessons. They're like I didn't know how to play guitar, so like I take guitar lessons. You know, just like. Def- like really just doing a good job of listening to figure out how can I best communicate and best equip my team um, for success. But along those lines too is we all are our worst critic, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it's so easy to kind of just go down this path of negativity and just allow the enemy just to kind of sneak in and just like start telling you lies and, and feeding you that. Um, but we can't forget to like just to stop and celebrate along the way. You know, things can't always be executed perfectly. Um, But at the end of the day, if God's praised and like we did genuinely give him our best, then that's a win. Like that's something Mm -hmm. that we can celebrate and not just forgetting to celebrate that for yourself, but also for your team. You know, we get to be incredibly encouraging. Um, Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I've kind of learned as well too, and I think I actually stole this um, from like a conference I went to at River Valley, but- um, That's all right. You you gave them credit. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm giving them credit. So, um, but the last thing that they said was, you know, we can't expect to have like an authentic response on Sunday morning if we aren't living an authentic life on and off the stage. So like, if you are like, like a very like quiet and reserved person and like, I mean, there is like a little bit of a balance as well to you, but like, there's no reason that you need to be swinging from the chandeliers on Sunday morning. Right? <laughs> well, there's but, probably no reason you should be yeah, doing that Probably anyway. not. Like somebody would have Actually. a problem there. But also too, like, you know, I, I, 
I can't be one person on Sunday morning and then like on Sunday night just be absolutely mm-hmm. different. Like yeah. mm-hmm. we do have a bit of a calling as worship leaders to walk with integrity. And like mm-hmm. that is a huge calling and it's, it's not always very easy, but um, it's it's really, really huge. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. good. those are a couple of things that I've learned. Again, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I'm sure there are yeah. people who could tell you like, even that some of the things I said are absolutely wrong, but yeah. <laughs> you know. I think that's good. those are good because I think for someone who's new or getting into it or just starting, it's so good to hear from someone else who's farther along the way that like, I had those same thoughts. I had those same doubts. I had same struggles. Like I was criticizing myself. I showed up unprepared and that really, you know, bit me in the butt. Like all those things. It's so encouraging to just know you're not alone in figuring something out. So I think all of those things you shared could be so encouraging to people who are like, okay, I'm not the only one. I can do this. Other people have done it gone before me and I can learn and I can get better and continue. Like this doesn't yeah. mean it's over just because yeah. I'm struggling with A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it always comes back to how are we representing Christ? Yeah. You know, if we're placed in that position, we need to represent him in the best way that we can. And and yeah. I love how you shared too that there's grace in that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. but there are things that, you know, you've learned that I think are really helpful um, to people who might just be starting out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so as we're coming to an end a little bit here, although I might throw in one more thing at the end, because for some reason I always think of things to put at the end. It's kind of becoming a pattern. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, uh, with what we actually had planned, uh, what, um, are your current favorite worship songs? We love asking people based on the topic that we're talking about, like your favorites of a certain topic. So worship songs, what's, what's like on the, on repeat right now? Oh my gosh. Well, I just... This isn't a worship song. This is an artist, but like I just love Upper Room. So mm-hmm. like, I I literally will just turn them on and just let them play for like hours. <laughs> um, but I also I really do love the song um, Nothing Else. You know, it's yes. it's just yes. really really huge and um, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. kind of like going back to what I was saying earlier on. It's it's one of those things where there are just so many like things that just are seeking our attention and like it just does such a beautiful job I think of Mm -hmm. you know just drawing it back to like the simplicity of what worshiping God is supposed to be. I feel like it's the modern version of Heart of Worship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that that Matt Redman? I think think so. Sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry Matt Redman. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening (laughs) which you probably are. (laughs) What about you Lydia? Um, I kind of had two that I feel like have been on repeat for me lately. Another one's another Cody Carnes one, um, Run to the Father. Mm, so that one I just listened to and I'm just like, yes. yes. You know? <laughs> yep. I love that. Um, and then a new one actually that we started doing at church, but it's been one of my favorites for a little bit now as it's come out, um, is Sea of Victory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love that. The bridge of that song, even yes. as we were doing it this last weekend, I just could not get over mm-hmm. the power that was yeah. in that bridge that he's going to turn it around for good and that the enemy meant it for evil, but he turns it for good. And it just says that over and over and over. And, and I feel like in my life and in my, some of my family's story and things that I've went through, I just remember my mom always saying that, you know, the enemy wanted this for evil, but God turned it into something good. And so it just really hit me in a powerful way because I could relate it to things I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. 
Uh, for me, I've been on a little bit of a Phil Wickham kick. I don't know yeah. if you've ever listened to his sing along albums. Oh, I've kind of just so discovered oh, no. them. It's wow. mostly just like him and his guitar. The one I've been listening to also has Brian and Jen Johnson on it. And I think Matt Redman. Now that it, you know, like <laughs> they just start singing spontaneously. And I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> but he takes like his more popular songs and like just songs that are popular in the big C church that people are singing. And he just flows in and out and some versions are eight minutes long and it's just like really good to just kind of have on like I have it on in my office and stuff while I'm working and I like catch myself singing along to it as it's going um so that's been a favorite of mine and I've been diving back into Hillsong Young and Free as I've joined our youth team at church I'm like (laughs) I gotta reacquaint myself I I gotta be ready I gotta know every song so I know I will never forget sometime this is totally something random but I think it's kind of funny when I was at Olivet um, during college, um, I went to a Christian college. And so, you know, we I thought it was pretty normal to share that some of your favorite artists were Christian artists. But for some reason, my RA team thought it was hilarious at that time <laughs> that they asked me, who's your favorite artist? And I said, Hillsong Young and Free. And for some reason, they thought that was funny because <laughs> yeah. they're like, that's they're really, awesome. Or I think they said, what is your favorite songs to dance to? I think that's oh, why it was yeah. funny. Also, Hillsong Young and Free. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes. So... Definitely yes, yes. love them. Those uh, <laughs> Discovery Land worship videos. Get all the dancing in. Yeah. yeah. So. And kids bop. And kids bop. <laughs> uh, yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, one thing that I just wanted to do as um, we wrap up, if you guys are okay with it, is um, if we could just all say something we're thankful, grateful for. If we could just like each kind of go around and take a second mm. to just praise God for something. I think just yeah. talking about worship and praise and yeah. um, just for our listeners that it's not fancy or magical or like you don't have to have all the right words, but mm. just simply by expressing a little bit of gratitude or thanks for who he is, is worship for him. So yeah. if you guys would be cool with that, I'd love to mm. do that as we finish yeah. up. I can go first. Yeah. Um, one that just automatically comes to mind, even as I shared about, you know, the song Run to the Father, um, is just his accessibility. Mm. You know, yeah. that mm-hmm. the veil was torn and now we have full accessibility to the Lord, to um, Jesus whenever we need him, whenever we need his comfort or his encouragement, um, just that he's right there and that there's no barrier. There's nothing I can do that could make me more holy to be able to come into his presence or for him to be able to meet me where I'm at. And so just his accessibility, that he's right there, that he's so near all the time, um, that when we call out to him, he doesn't wait, you know, he draws right near when you need him. So I would just say that it's kind of a Long word, but nope, it just kind of came to mind. That's good. I can yeah. go next. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say I am just so thankful for God's faithfulness. We talked a lot about that, I think, in service this weekend, but just I feel like we just that is so, so huge. And just what uh, I've been learning about Him is that you just you can't judge it in the middle, and that we know God is faithful. Therefore, we hold to that. Um, and know that he's going to turn things around, that he's going to use them for good um, because that's who he is. He can't act against who he is. And so I'm just so thankful that even when things are hard or you don't understand that we can say, but God, you're faithful. So it doesn't matter what things look like around us. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Um, You see me, you care about me, and you will continue to be faithful because that's who you are. 
you stole mine, Kayla. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> next time I'm going second. <laughs> Assuming you there wait, is a next time. Going second. <laughs> wait, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess like even taking it down a level from that. <laughs> down a level? Sure. <laughs> Not down a level, but um, another direction. I, yeah, taking it a slightly different direction. You know, I, I feel like, especially lately, um, I, I've just been like incredibly thankful for like, my coworkers and the team that I have, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> both like from like an administrative standpoint um, and like a like work centered standpoint to even today, like when like one of, one of them texts me like, "Hey, do you need boxes? Like, I know you're going to be moving like into <laughs> the house that Kenzie and I have," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, like I wouldn't even think about that." Or even just to say like. Hey, like, there's one like my best friend's mom is my cubicle mate, which is a blast <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for me. Maybe not for her, but like, she's amazing. Um, Love her. You know, just like even just thinking about like how God just would orchestrate like that, I would be able to have so many just incredible people around me, like to be able to pour in wisdom and support me and um, really just point me back to Him. You know, so I've just been really thankful for that lately. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Thanks for that, Jesus. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that, Kayla, that you felt led to do that. And that's such a practical thing too for right. our listeners. You know, just take a minute every single day and just worship him for, for who he is and what he's done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, this week, guys, we just want to encourage you to intentionally worship God with your songs of praise or whether that's your gifts being used for His glory or service. Um, We know that God will bless your offering and will inhabit your praise, meeting you right where you're at as you give all the glory and honor to Him. So thank you, Trey, um, for meeting with us today and for your encouragement. I know that listeners will be spurred on through what you shared. Thank you. So friends, thank you for listening today and we pray that you have a wonderful week cultivating a heart of worship. Mm -hmm.